0: Hmm? Ah! Hmm. Huh. Hey, what's up? This is Ray Santiago. You're listening to the Evil Deadcast. Wish I had my rusty chain, yo. Come Come on! Come
1: on! All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. As you can probably tell from the title, we are talking with Ray Santiago today. It's a bonus episode. Super excited. Um, We already had the interview. Chris and I jumped on this one, and I thought it went great, and I hope you enjoy it, too. And here it is. Hey, it's Ray Santiago. Hey, man. How are you doing? Um, I'm here with my podcast co-host, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Living my life. Well, we're um, just to let you know, really quick. We're Chris and I, and are really longtime fans of Evil Dead. We're doing this podcast just about Ash versus Evil Dead. We've covered every episode, and we're totally loving it. It's just living up to all our expectations. So, let's see. How can I start? Well, as soon as I saw Pablo in the previews, I just had this feeling right away that oh, yeah, I never would have thought to have a person like this, but he seems like the perfect kind of sidekick or partner to Ash. And thinking about it a little more, I think that's because Pablo represents the fans of Ash. He has a similar feelings towards Ash that we all do. Have you thought about that?
0: Well, you know, Pablo is definitely the heart and good conscience of the show. And he's the eyes of the audience. And, you know, I think through idolizing Ash, he realizes what kind of man he himself has the strength to become. Um, he doesn't necessarily want to be like Ash, but he sort of realizes um, what powers sort of he possesses. And I think that you know he brings a bit of humility to Ash, and uh, and and Ash teaches Pablo a little bit of self worth and you
2: know sort of how to live life. Good complementary relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Um, And so I think, you know, people always ask me the same questions and uh, a lot of the questions were like, you know, do you feel, were you nervous about doing this and the character and, um, you know, I I am truly humble and so honored to be a part of this, but I wasn't nervous because I felt like when I sat with Sam and we talked about Pablo being the heart and, you know, sort of the eyes of the audience, I knew that. It was a way to to let the audience into something that we had never explored before, and that they were going to sort of have a field day with it since since, since they had been clamoring for um, the franchise to sort of come back uh, yeah. for over thirty somewhat years and it's nice to see Ash in a, in a way where we um, where, where he's a, he's got a little bit like he cares about people he's got some people that you know he can't just sort of like live his life and not worry about who's dying he cares a bit about us and We're giving him something that he hasn't had before, which is sort of a weird kind of family unit. And I think that these three people, uh, Kelly Maxwell, played by Dana DeLorenzo, myself, and and Ash, when we were basically running from, uh, the evil force. And, uh, once we confront our inner demons and the demons that we come into contact with, you know, we sort of become this ultimate monster fighting squad, and I think that it's <laughs> hilarious that these three dysfunctional people can sort of become maybe one functional unit. You know, Bruce uh, and Ash being the being the muscle, and Dana being the brain, and me being the heart. Somehow, sort of has has worked, and I'm just so glad that that's the fans did yeah. like it.
2: Did you kind of feel like it was going to work ahead of time, or were you kind of relieved when you discovered that it was working?
0: well i i wasn't you know there's one thing about ash that he he uh he has and it's that he doesn't second guess himself and he has uh confidence and we were led by by bruce who's such a great leader and we were also you know we had the the blessing of, of sam Rainey and rob Tapper and the people who did the original films and so I sort of just trusted that it would work out. There was an element of trust. And and there was a moment uh where we maybe sort of clicked Dana and I, it clicked for Dana and I, and we realized sort of what was happening. And it was at the end of the first episode, the pilot, Uh we, we had this moment after, you know, we've we've done what we've had that fight scene in the trailer. And, you know, I, 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 I say to him, you know, how did it feel? And he says, he says groovy and the three of us were there and there was a crane <laughs> shot of the three of us. And I just kind of looked at Dana and I was like, this is one of those moments where, you know, you're sort of entering <laughs> history in, in a way. And, and, uh, and so I just, I just tried to do a really good job. And I think that if you're honest and sincere and you don't second guess yourself the way that Ash, you know, doesn't second guess himself and he has that confidence, um, then it would work. But uh, I think for me, as we went on, I, I just, I somehow decided to engage in... in the, the, some people didn't want to get covered in blood all the time. Yeah. And, and and I said, I'll do it. Like, I want to be covered in blood. I want to run through the wilderness of New Zealand, you know, covered in blood, running for deadites. Uh, because I knew that there were certain things that the fans would, would want. And that is, yeah. you know, gore, blood, and comedy. And it wasn't until the second episode when i uh when we had that scene in the car with mr roper and uh the crazy bottle scene yeah where it sort of cemented for me like what i was doing i was like oh this is this is crazy i'm gonna be in blood the whole time Um, (laughs) that's
1: amazing
2: did you so the thing about the blood like you know let's address that it seems pretty obvious that it's a pattern where at the end of each episode paulo is going to be the one who got covered in the most Blood was that a thing ahead of time, or did that develop in, during the shooting?
0: I think uh, it was sort of developed along the shooting. I think I uh, embraced it, and I kept saying, "Like, give me more. I want more blood." Like, you know, like <laughs> telling telling our showrunner, you know, like, please don't shy away. Put me in as many you know situations as possible where I'm going to be, you know, fighting and covered in blood and You know, Sam and and Rob and Bruce, they they love the Three Stooges. And I think that there's an element of that in our show. You know, last week's episode was one of the hardest episodes to shoot, uh, sort of like after the halfway mark. And I wasn't really sure, like, what was happening. And if I, you know, but then when I watched the episode, it's so crazy because I've never had this experience before in my life. I've worked on shows before. But this is the first time where I've been able to really see a project through from the beginning, see the words on the paper and then play the part and then go to the, you know, editing studio and do ADR and then watch it and still sort of see like somebody else and then see so much of myself at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've, I've made a living off of playing gangbangers and drug dealers on television. And uh, <laughs> this is the first kind of role where I get to live in it for a while where, you know, it's sort of a positive portrayal of of a Latino character.
2: So good. Yeah. That's cool.
0: And and I'm excited to be a part of that and I'm honored. And I don't know that, I don't know that they, um, I don't know if that was the goal, but when I saw it on the paper, I was like, this is a chance to be the first Latino sidekick to a horror franchise on, on television. And, (laughs) And I've never seen that before. And so I was super excited. And I was like, okay, I can't let them down, but yeah, it's, it's been phenomenal and you know, we've had such great guidance from, from these guys. And I think what's also beautiful and what makes it work is that, you know, we had, you know, you had Bruce and Rob and and the original team and and Sam, like they, they made this 35 years ago and they, they didn't have that much money and they just wanted to make something good. And, you know, they, they stuck to it. They came back and they, they made it the way that they wanted to make it and the way that it was before, you know, we didn't have some like cheesy, hot, new ash who's like 25 (laughs) because nobody wants to see
2: that you know no
0: and so those components of like you know camaraderie and and having your your crew that you want to make something with i think at the end of the day when you want to make a good project doesn't matter how much money you have you can have 10 million dollar budget or a hundred thousand dollars if it's if it's there it's there and i think that's also
1: it makes it work you really do have the dream team involved, right? Like everybody who made the original films is involved in creating this show. Um, so, you know, you've really got the the minds that that invented this thing to, uh, to keep running this, the new show going forward. But I read somewhere that you auditioned uh, for or with Bruce Campbell himself. What was it like being in the room? Did, was that the first time you met him there? And, you know, was it overwhelming at all to yeah. be standing there with him?
0: Yeah, it was... It was really interesting because i uh so you know I went in and I auditioned for like the initial casting director, and I saw every Latino actor in in l a that I know, and you know you, you see him. you see these guys all the time, we're friends, you know we all want each other to do well, and we all want the part, you know, and then when one gets on a show, we're like, great, that one got a part, and he's he he's out of the running for anything else, so it'll get <laughs> it up for other people um but i my second audition was for uh you know was for Sam and Bruce. And somehow I got the, the address mixed up and I thought that I was at the wrong location and I, I turned around to go to another location and then I realized I was at the right location and I, I left my house really early and ended up being like 10 minutes late and I just remember leaving my car like parked on the side of the road and just running to get into the audition because I, I, I'm never late. And I got into the room and the casting director was like, tough morning? I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. And somehow that experience of running to the audition and just trying to get there, it didn't allow me to be nervous. It, right. it didn't, it, 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 I was shaken up about getting there. And so my nerves were focused on something different. And there was a moment when Bruce and I were, you know, we did extensive screen tests with um, Sam. He, he shot it himself he, you know, did all these like cool angles that he wanted to see. And they gave me multiple directions and just had me do it so many different ways. And, I could see in his eyes, I could see in Sam's eyes that I was, like, doing what he wanted. And I was like, okay, this is great, this is great. Um, <clears throat> and there was a moment where Bruce and I were sitting next to each other, and we just, it just clicked. Like, I, I, there's an element of Pablo that is a little bit like, he he's, you know, because Bruce and Ash, like, pushing around, you know what I mean? Like, Ash pushes Pablo around and tells him what to do and he's like oh okay I'll do it so (laughs) I I had that moment of being in this room with this icon and just felt a little bit like nervous but somehow we cracked it and I could see that that like naive like wide eyed like relationship was there for me and it worked
2: (laughs) I uh, particularly have noticed something cool about the way you're playing Pablo and maybe you do this in all your acting but it, the way you read lines it seems like pablo has a lot of realizations mid sentence like uh <laughs> you know you'll take lar- l- big left turns mid thought and discover things as you're talking does it surprise you to hear me say that
0: um a little bit i i think um you know i i think that's great i love that you you saw that i think that you know pablo is sort of trying to figure out who he is. Yeah, yeah. And so I think perhaps that that is a trait that you picked up because he's always constantly like trying to figure out, like, well, what what do I do to be, you know, the hero that I want to be? You know, both Pablo and I, we come from a Latino background and we wanted to, to leave our marks on the world. And, and as a kid, I was a huge horror fan who would um, watch horror movies and then I'd want to you know, be chased by the monster and I'd want to save people from the monster. And I think I, I, I you know, I, I get to do that now as an adult. And I feel like this, this role is sort of me um, leaving my mark on the world and, um, you know, becoming, the you know, my own hero that I always wanted to be as a kid. And for Pablo, I think the opportunity to save the world is is his sort of way to being the hero that he wants to be. But he's not quite sure how to do that. And he's really terrified and scared and he's just trying to live out the American dream of, like, having a family, having a girl, having a job. And once he starts to sort of embrace who he truly is and stops running from his, his you know, culture, as we saw with the episode with the Brujo, mm-hmm. brings him one step closer to being who you know, he's meant to be. And so self-discovery is definitely... Uh, something that I think uh, I, I use with the character. Some of my friends are always like, "You move your eyes too much. Like your <laughs> eyes are always sort of like batting around." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, <laughs> it's just I'm trying to figure it
2: out." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I mean, you know, like it's it's really admirable that that Pablo wants to get to this place where he's a hero. And I, I'm sure there'll be moments like that in the series. But for me, it's really enjoyable to see him being. Vulnerable and and that searching and you know it's makes him so lovable. So the journey is is great.
0: Yeah, I think we're definitely. Um, you know, my mom always she she's been watching the show and she's like, "Babe, you're, you're scared. You're scared all the time in the show." I'm like, "Well, what do you want?" I'm like, "It's, <laughs> it's a dead show." And like, yeah. I'm kind of like the fifty of a group. Like, I'll, I'll get there. You know, I can't be the badass yet. Um, but but I think that eventually, you know, he he will come into his own and and figure his own thing out. I think that he um, is never going to, he's always going to think that he's better at it than he actually is. Um, But he's always going to kind of be goofy and, you know, um, there were so many uh, times where I would like pick up a knife or pick up a gun and I would just look at the stunt people and I would say like, does this look cool? Like, is this okay? And then they would sort of like laugh at me because the way that I was holding it (laughs) <laughs> um, wasn't cool <laughs> it just looked kind of funny and they'd be like yeah yeah do that, do that. <laughs> and there's a, there a moment in episode 2 where we burst into like Kelly's bedroom and I beat myself up about the way I held the knife like for so long and when I watched it I was like oh no I think it looks cool I think it looks great Like he, he, you know, he doesn't know what to do he's yeah. just trying, he's trying to do exactly that he's trying to like man up and be cool all at once, and it never really quite works out for him. Yeah,
2: he's man. figuring it out as he goes yeah. along. Right? Like yeah. I, it bugs it bugs me sometimes. Like uh, on The Walking Dead, which we also watch. I feel like the characters, or at least the fans, want everyone to be a badass, and it's just not that interesting to me if everyone is a badass. You know, I want to see the struggle. So that's why it's so much fun to watch your character. Well, dude,
0: the struggle is real. with not real, man. <laughs> yeah. He the struggle is real. He he's. I mean, you, you. I mean, I'm sure. I'm thinking that you, you're caught up, but yeah, you know, yeah, he oh, had yeah. it this yeah. last episode. Oh, yes. He was just like, WTF! Like, can I get a break? And and um, you know, he he will. Uh, let's just say. I mean, you never know what will happen to anybody right. on this show. You know, <laughs> you, you may or may not survive. And. You know, but I can say that, that perhaps something happens to, to Pablo that should never happen to any man oh,
1: man. oh no. <laughs> no
2: Wait. <laughs> uh, l- what about that punching now I, re- I saw on your Twitter feed you had the bloody knuckles I think that was probably from punching the gas mask guy
0: yeah, yeah dude that was like a that was like a scene that they said like look you know we want to add some more comedy and gore and we think you're handling that stuff well so we want to throw you in there and you know, we're just, we're going to shoot it. And, uh, you know, there's not that much time to choreograph stuff. So a lot of that was improvised and we had taken, um, you know, I got to give props to our crew, our, our Kiwi crew is, um, they're just lovely. They're great people. I can't wait to get back there. They're like family and they took such good care of us. And, you know, that sort of helps, but we had, you know, we had a boxing trainer, uh, I had a jujitsu trainer, uh, and, And I was training myself. And so I kept saying, like, when am I going to get my, like, scene where I get to, like, you know, box or whatever. And they're like, oh, it's coming, maybe, whatever. And I kept thinking, like, oh, they don't want to shoot me, like, because I look like a girl or because I'm not (laughs) it or, like, whatever, you know? And so when we shot that, I was like, I'll show them, I'll show them. And I just did the combinations that we had worked on with the trainer in the past. And Mm. the stunt guy was like, it's all good. You can hit me as hard as you want. And so what you saw there was just Pablo letting out a lot of, you know, internal rage and, 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 and Ray maybe trying to prove that the boxing came in handy. And, um, you know, I always suffer for my art, you know, like <laughs> shot things, where I'm on the edge of a roof and I'm like, I don't know it's just, it's like safe, but that was definitely a moment where I think it paid off. And, um, I felt really good about it. I mean, for some reason I compare that scene to like, the scene in the, like the I Love Lucy episodes with like the conveyor belt and the chocolate. I don't know why I feel like that scene kind of reminds me of that, but with like blood and like deadites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it kind of goes back to that Three Stooges like comedy yeah. type thing. I, I've been told many times by casting directors and, and, and uh, acting professors that I'm too big, and you know that I'm mm. that I've got a bit simpler. And I think on Ash, I kind of have a, an opportunity to sort of. You know, swim in the deep end, and and if they ever want me to come back to the shower, and they just let me know.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I would imagine that it seems like they picked other actors and built these characters that could sort of uh, hold up on the screen next to Ash. Mm -hmm, mm You know what I mean? Like, be big enough to not just get swallowed up.
0: I mean, you know, that's the thing. You know, I had to learn certain things because I I was very cautious of the tone on the show. It jumps so quickly I know, so many yeah. times and my uncle just died and then I come in and I'm like, hey, I made you a hit and I'm like, how do I? <laughs> but when you look at it, if you think of it as this sort of graphic, comical, you know, novel, looking to call classic comedic horror I and mean, you think of it as just like a cartoon, sort of, uh, it sort of gives you sort of the leeway to, to do certain things and they wrap it up really well. You know, that That's what I think is great about our show is that we don't take ourselves seriously and it's wrapped up in like a sort of high octane fast paced ride that only lasts like you know 28 minutes so you kind of can't not like it if you're into you know gore and comedy and i'm super excited to go back um i literally just Got done with my trainer because I'm like yo dude I'm fat I'm gonna go back like we need to like get this like I need to get this tight and right and like Pablo's making a mask next year. and um so I'm just prepping for for season 2 um and it's it's really nice to be able to look at the 10 episodes and know who you are because so much of it is just sort of blindly going through it when you're shooting it for the first time but now you sort of have that as a reference I can see if certain things worked or if certain things came out the way that I thought that they were coming out.
2: Are you learning? What, what are you learning from watching it? Did it come out differently than you imagined in any way?
0: Um, I, I, I feel like it, everything I've seen looks a lot better than than perhaps what I thought it felt like on the day like i thought maybe sort of was because we moved very quickly and i sort of was like okay well i don't have time to think about that because we're moving on to the next scene but then i'd go home at night and I'd be like what did i do today but then you watch it and it's just uh you know it's your instincts uh that kick in and you have to trust those and you know i i started acting when i was 12 i moved to los angeles about a decade ago and i'm 31 years old and, and i thought when i first moved to los angeles that i was ready and um, I had a good 10 years of jumping from show to show and auditioning and I'm so grateful for that that journey and that struggle and that hustle because it has taught me a lot and I can go to work now knowing that I belong there and feel like I have something to bring to the table and watching it, hearing the good response from people mm-hmm. is letting me know that I'm sort of going in the right direction and um, I mean, what else have I learned? I learned to listen because you know, like, there's a lot of one-liners, and they don't always come from me, so I learned to listen, and I learned that perhaps I'm the person who they cut to when the one-liner's done or, like, I mean, I have three mustaches on my face, so when you cut to me, you're kind of inevitably going to laugh because my <laughs> face is pretty funny
2: looking. But Mustaches the re- are always funny. <laughs> those reaction shots, right, can really make the line even better. But, but what do you guys, I want to know
0: what you guys think, like, what do you guys want to... If there's anything that you want to see, like, or that you're anticipating or that, yeah. you know, because I, I just want to know. Because, like, I talk to fans all the time and, like, I try to get their feedback just so I, I'm, because, I'm, you know, it's all about them. We're prepared to make as many seasons as the fans want. That's what Bruce said.
1: Well, one of the things I really like about the show is how well you guys all balance the the horror gore with the comedy and so on. Was there ever a time when you were filming when you thought maybe we've gone too far to one side and you had to rein it in a little bit or or change it on the fly, anything like that?
0: Um, episode 10, I was like, what is happening?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is happening in episode 10? Uh, I can't wait for you guys to see episode 10. Um, but... <clears throat> there was a moment where I felt like, well, this is disgusting. Yeah. This is definitely like not, not you know, nice to to shoot or watch. But uh, I felt like, um, no, I just kind of felt like each day I would go and just trust and be like, okay, I get, I get what the movies are, and you know, I was a big fan of the movies, and I'm just gonna. I, I, I was always a little bit scared of like how we jumped tone so quickly, but I also knew that that's what it was. So for me, surrendering to that Mm -hmm. and just, you know, was the, was the best, was the best thing I could have ever done. And Sam gave me one tip. He said, always just try to play it as real as possible. Don't try to amp it up. Just try to be as real as possible and live in the moment. So, and I love Sam. He took such good care of us. If I could just, you know, say like, you know, it's all worth it when we work with a director who's so nurturing and, Makes you feel taken care of, and makes you feel like your voice is heard, and that your voice is and Your voice matters. You know, there's so many directors out there who they don't know how to communicate with actors. They don't know how to get certain things out of actors. Maybe he wasn't listening to us, but he definitely tried. He got me to trust him. <laughs> he made
2: you think and he definitely was. got like, the
0: performance that he needed. You yeah, know.
2: Yeah. Does is he involved at all now? Yeah, he watches
0: every single. You know, he watches the dailies, he reads the scripts, he signs off and says what he does and does not like, and he's still sort of in the sky, like, picking and choosing how the evil dead world should sort of be told. Evolves.
2: Nice. That's awesome. Well, we're sort of nearing the end of of time, so I have some questions from listeners of our podcast. Is that cool? Okay. 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 So this guy, uh, Bob Dabellino, says, do you have Kramer hair intentionally? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is like a modern version of prince meets kramer yes i would say that uh it is intentional <laughs> I, like i said before i spent a good like 10 years playing gangbangers and drug dealers and i wanted to sort of fine tune my look into something different i had a buzz head and i just i live in silver lake and in, in, in los angeles and it's sort of an artsy crowd and I let my hair grow and it turned into this. And many people told me to cut my hair and told me to shave my mustache and that I would never be the lead on a, on a television show. And I am happy to be on a TV show and and be playing a great character. And so there, I think it's about sometimes, you know, you you look in that mirror and you, you don't know and you question it. And I think for me, I was like, nah, man, I used to tell my agent and I was like, I'm not, I'm not cutting my hair. Like this is the look I want to, I want to make something right now with this. And it's so funny because now that it's it's turned into Pablo, after like shooting for five months, I'm like, oh, shit. This isn't me anymore. This is Pablo. <laughs> so now I'm like ready to buzz my hair. And I'm like, yeah. I told Craig, the showrunner, I was like, I want to buzz my hair like in season two and like be bad. And they're like, not going to happen. <laughs> like, you're not,
1: buzz- you're not <laughs> buzzing your hair yet. But I yeah, think that is, hair is essential. I think that hair is perfectly designed to hold as much blood as possible.
0: <laughs> Dude, all I'm saying is, I told them when they make the dolls, like, make sure the height on the hair yes is, is right because it's you the higher the hair, the harder you fall.
2: Dude, you're doing. I'm I'm really happy to hear that you came in with that look, and it's so perfect for the show. I mean, your look is so distinct, and everything you're doing is great. By the way, if that hasn't been clear, we we're really enjoying what you're doing up there. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Gene Morton says, how has the role changed your life?
0: Um, let's see. The role has changed my life in a way where it's changed my life because it's a goal that I was trying to sort of reach for a very long time, which was I put out into the world that I wanted to be on a show that did not shoot in Los Angeles, that was a comedy and that was physical in in the way that we shot it. And I've reached that goal by having this opportunity, and so it's pushing me to set up other goals, which for me are writing and directing and making my own content. Um, I have a job, and that that has changed my life. You know, being an actor in L.A. and New York, uh, you just just don't know when the next job is going to come. So I can afford to live my life a little bit. Uh, How else has it changed my life? There is recognition. There is more recognition than I expected. I don't think I realized the scope of which I was entering when I got into this. And people are recognizing Pablo. And um, it's changed my life because I've given light and life to a character that is a good guy and just, just wants to be the best person that he can be. So, I don't know. I think it's changed my life for the better.
2: Yeah. That's great. And then finally, John Bucket says, just how much fake blood have you ingested?
0: <laughs> well, if you watch episode two, actually, you can see when he chops her head off that I spit blood out of my mouth. don't know how many, how, how many gallons of blood I've ingested, but it is... Um, it's cold. It feels like chihuahuas when they're applying. It just feels like a bunch of little chihuahuas licking you because it's a bunch of, like, <laughs> makeup people, like, with brushes and spray bottles. It's very cold. It's very sticky. My face got stuck to my blanket in my trailer and, and you know, because it dries. And I think, like, I've been talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love the blood. I love the blood. And I'm about to go back. And I'm going to be reminded of what that's like. Um, so we shall see. There, there will be blood. Heads will roll. And... um A lot more is gonna go down. You'll see.
1: Forgive me for a weird question, but how long does it take to like wash it all off and get cleaned up when you're drenched in blood, fake blood?
0: That is not a weird question. It takes a team. It takes a team of of (laughs) maybe three or four makeup Uh. artists. You know, it depends how much make how much blood you have, but I would say like a good twenty minutes in the trailer with people sort of just rubbing you, like with wet cloths and stuff. Wow. alcohol and baby oil and all sorts of things that they use to get it off and then you go and you take a shower in the trailer and...
2: <laughs> alright dude thanks so much that was, this was really great to hear all your thoughts and everything we hope we get to talk to you again sometime and, and we're looking forward to what's coming up totally. dude thanks thank so much. so
0: much I, I really appreciate it it makes, it makes my day to hear that you guys are loving the show yeah. like I said we're going to keep rocking it out and doing Same. our best and uh you know, we'll, we'll talk
1: soon. Okay, man. Take it right easy. on. Good out of good luck. Peace. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: Like I want to be covered in blood. I want to run through the wilderness of New Zealand. You know, covered in blood, running for deadites.